If you or a loved one has a hoarding problem, let's work together on a solution. Thank you for joining us on the Hoarding Solution Podcast. We are so glad that you are here. Today, we are talking with Stephen Kuhn, who is a decorated United States Army combat veteran. He is a speaker, author, and a business turnaround consultant who helps leaders dramatically improve their quality of life through the consistent, conscious application of honesty, integrity, and transparency. Hit. Stephen and his business partner, Lane Ballone, help leaders increase and scale their existing influence through mastering the art of relational capital through HIT, honesty, integrity, and transparency. The HIT philosophy unleashes your inner authenticity, increases revenue, and supercharges your mindset to wield influence. Today, we talk a lot about mindset, and it's very valuable in life, in business, and dealing with hoarding situations. Mindset is a huge piece of what we need to be looking at in a broader way. And I'm very happy to have Stephen here sharing that with us. Lane and Stephen also host the invite only Humble Alpha Leadership Paradigm Upgrade Program. And they transform seasoned thought leaders through a new crossroads to unleash their new keystone purpose after exiting or a position change. The book that Stephen and Lane wrote, Unleash Your Humble Alpha, was released in September. And their college accredited certificate program, Humble Alpha Leadership Course, is now available and is being introduced into universities in the USA as a part of their curriculum. Stephen says he is ever surprised and astonished at the things he can accomplish in life, not because they are hard but because they're actually almost effortless now. We will discuss this and more with Stephen today. And I invite you to check out the book at www.humblealphabook.com. And that information is also in the show notes. So thank you so much for joining us today. And let's get started as we talk with Stephen Kuhn today. Thank you for stopping by the Hoarding Solution podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Stephen Kuhn, who is a decorated U.S. Army combat veteran. He's also a speaker, author, and he helps businesses turn around whatever they're doing. So um, the focus on HIT, which is honesty, integrity, and transparency is so pivotal in business, and it really does contribute to the quality of life that people are trying to achieve. So thank you for being here today, Stephen. Awesome. Love the introduction using the acronyms and the, yeah, I love it. HIT, QOL. Awesome. <laughs> well, I, and of course, military, right? The acronyms are always like, okay. Yeah. And I'm always doing it in my head. Like what acronym can this be? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you say that. I was, I was doing a, a speech, a keynote. And after the keynote, the, the, the guy who brought me in, we were walking down this, down this like path with about six or eight of the, the leaders of the company. And they said, so what do you think of Stephen's speech? Uh, there's three speeches and I was one. And they said, man, they were all great, but Stephen, I have, I have 
acronyms in my head now. I know exactly what they mean and I can remember them, right? So they said that was so powerful that I can actually remember these acronyms like HIT, HITMAN, Honesty, Integrity, Transparency. You know, it's like they understood that, that those kind of things. PPS, People, Procedures, and Structures. So acronyms, they, people might say they're, they're in only for the, for the military, but I can tell you what, in the civilian world, when you, when you get all these models that we have out there now and all these leadership models and BCG and Porter's Five Forces and SWOT analysis and all these other models, you know, people are getting used to acronyms. So make them yours, own them. And it's so, it, it helps me so much. I think the other is like um, problem. PPR, problem product resolution. Right. And that's comes in when you're going into some of these situations, you have to look at what, how, how is that going to work? You know, what's the problem and how yeah. are you going to solve it? And, and yeah. for me, it, it triggers that this is the steps I need to take. And that's great because that's the models we talk about in life. You know, everyone, t- because, you know, a lot of these things that, that you talk, like models of business, business models, um, uh, leadership models, re- you know, real estate models, that's all on the outside. So you're thinking outward, you're thinking sort of structurally outward. Okay. I got to remember, okay. What was the first thing I did, but when you do, when you're using acronyms and you're internalizing them, you're working within like problem. Okay. What problem am I solving for the situation? How do you do that? You got to let go and create space, right? So you're in your, you're in your soul and not out. And that's where everything comes from. Everything in the outside world is a byproduct of what you do on the inside. And that's what, when we talk about Unleash Your Humble Alpha, that's basically what it is. So whenever you have an issues on the outside, just stop what you're doing, come back inside. How do you feel? What's your true feeling about what's going on, right? What's the vibe inside of you? Is it positive, negative? It's negative. Elevate yourself, bring it up, help somebody feel better. Then take a look again at what you're looking at. And you'll always feel there's an imbalance or non-integration within your, within your, I guess you would say your feelings, right? Or your core. And looking at your core, like what's going on for you personally is so valuable because it, it impacts every other interaction you have throughout your day and in your life. And if you don't get that piece squared away, it just, you can't show up the same way. Well, this is the deal. The level to, to, to the level that you accept yourself is to the level that others are going to accept you to the level that you love yourself is to there's a level to the others going to, going to love you. And I always say that, you know, there's, uh, you know, people say, oh, I found my soulmate. She makes me so happy. Well, I hope she makes you happier, you know, and not happy. <laughs> because if you're not happy without her, someone's not going to be in a good mood all the time, right? Either her or you. So, I mean, I, I even have discussions with my family about that. Like, look, we can't be responsible for each other's happiness. We're, re- we're responsible for each other's being happier than we already are. Yes, but not happiness. And so that's, that's if you're not accepting yourself, if you're not happy, if you're not in love with yourself, and I don't mean like in a weird way, but you know, if you're not in love with what, who you are as a, as a human being, your identity, it's really going to be really hard to have others love you that deep. That's why I say as above, so below, you know, it's like, as you are outward, as you are inward. So inward, outward, outward, inward. So if you know that you have to, if you want to attract the, the partner of your dreams, you have to love yourself wholly and fully with no no, you know, no inhibition at all and say, I love everything good and bad about me. And that doesn't mean ignoring things. That means accepting them, embracing them and working them out. And that's how I met my wife. Like I, I literally showed up clean slate after the monastery. I was in a monastery for a while. Mm-hmm. I just showed up and there she was. I was like, holy shit, like on a platter. Like that's her. <laughs> I, know, I know that's her. I just knew it. I saw her in one second. I knew it was her. Just so happened that was her boss. So she couldn't run away. <laughs> <laughs> Captive audience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But that's yeah. that piece. Like once you get good with who you are, then at least for me, like, okay, I accept that these are all the things that have 
either I've chosen or have occurred or whatever I've had to work through to get here. I mean, some days you reflect and you think, man, that was some BS. Why did I have to go through that? And, and, but I like what you said about happier. Like I'm not relying on you to make me happy or satisfied or feel loved or any of that. And once you can get to that point, it's a lot easier to accept other people being kind or nice or loving you because I did not actually grow up feeling like I had a lot of value or a lot of self-esteem or self-worth. And so I think when you don't have that, you seek outside gratification, whether that's workaholic or getting a validation all the time. I had the same thing. Yeah. I had the same thing. Validation, 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 outside, 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 outside. And we're always looking for that validation. And somewhere along the line, hopefully you end up saying, you know what, I'm actually a badass and I'm pretty freaking good at what I do. Right. Like I'm, I'm, I, I do my shit pretty good. Like I'm, you know, and then you start validating others. You become a validator. Right. But this is the deal. If you do it consciously, you're actually elevating them. And you're, and the thing about, we talk about life enterprise, elevating your life enterprise. The reason you do that is because if you're elevating everyone that you come in contact with, leaving them in a better place than when you met them, What's going to happen to everyone you ever meet? They're going to be positive all the time. And they, oh, Steve's here. Oh, Tammy's here. Oh, my God. Oh, I wish you so good after you leave. You're amazing. You know, uh, you don't do it for that reason. You do it because you want to ensure. So accepting yourself to two things. One, people accept you like you accept yourself. Two, you don't give a shit anymore what people think about you because you accept yourself wholly and fully. And that's the biggest problem that most people have when it comes to communication, presenting, putting themselves out there is they're worried about, oh my God, if I say something wrong, what are they going to think? Or if I don't, I might look stupid. I don't give a shit. I own myself. And if I look stupid, then I'm going to own that, right? I'm going to own it. And I look stupid plenty of times, but I own it. So yeah, I screwed up. Great. Now let me make it better. That's where integrity steps in, right? How do I fix Mm -hmm. it? How do I make it better? And so letting go of that internal what are they thinking? What are they thinking? Constant, you know, like, oh God, if I say this or look, if I post on Facebook and write, I better change that. And no, man, be you. That doesn't mean be rude and crass and screw everybody else. I'm going to do what I want to do. I don't mean that. Looking at who you are, finding who you are, finding your core beliefs, your core values, your everything about you that you love and expect. And you can talk to people about this stuff, like ask people what they like about you and what they always seek you out for, things like that. And once you, it's a power it's a power. It's a, it's a superpower. Too few people live like that. And I got to tell you, everybody I meet, that's why I talk so passionately about it, because everybody has this innate power to, con- to completely transform their lives into something amazing. I'm not there yet, but I'm damn close. You know, I'm, I'm doing what I want to do, when I want to do it, who I want to do it, where I want to go, except for Corona, I'm locked down. But still, you know, you know <laughs> all of the regular things that I, I would want to do, right? Right. And I can do that. Because I know my capabilities. I believe in myself. I, I know the capabilities. And there is nothing and nobody and nothing that's going to stop me from thinking about me in the way that I know that I'm capable of the things that I'm capable of, period. I don't care who you are. you know. And that's why I can do what I do where I do it with who I do it. right? And everybody can get there. That's the key. And that's what the, why Lane and I wrote to Humble Alpha. Because we see so many people out there. So great, amazing people that are stuck in a shell. Right? Because they're scared to come out. Because, you know. And I get it. I was like that for many years. I'm 53 years old, turning 54 in May. Jesus. You know, <laughs> it took me until I was like 42. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like 42 years old is when I started realizing you're an idiot. Stop counting on others to make you feel good. Stop looking for validation on the outside. You know, quit caring what other people think. And I don't mean I don't care 
I'm going to wear a disgruntled veteran t-shirt to a, to a gala, a black tie gala. No, I'm not saying that, <laughs> you know, you still got to be respectful of the world around you. You know what I mean? So, right. Yeah. Sorry. I went on a tyrant there, but yeah, that's just how I, but, I'm so passionate about that, Tammy. It's crazy. And that's the thing is that I, I would say it took me probably till my early forties to realize that I didn't have to rely on anyone else for me to be like, I'm just, I'm fine. I'm good enough. In fact, it took a therapist to say, look, you don't have to qualify for any damn thing. You're just, you're valuable, <laughs> period. That's it. And accepting yep. that. Oh, you like, nailed it there. Yep. Like what? You nailed that qualification. What? Yeah. Oh. And so that really was the beginning of a mindset shift for me of, I don't need your approval. I don't need um, anything from anybody else. I need to figure out me and what I bring to the table. And I, there's a quote where someone says, if own you're, it. own it, if you're in the room and there, and there is a room at the table, you, you take a seat at that table, you just do it. Yeah. And you don't worry yeah. about how much elbow room there is or whatever. Like you just be like, Oh, look, there's a chair. And you just kind of own that spot. And it's, I think we get add value and add and value, add value. Be like, you, embrace you create space and start, start, start just creating space with everybody around you. And it's just an amazing, oh, it's amazing. I tell you, and, I love doing shit like that. <laughs> yes. And people are like, what? And even like, I'll see someone um, that has is homeless or appears to be, or they're, they're looking down and you say, hello, how are you today? And they're like, I'm good. Thanks for asking. How are you? And it's just, yeah. it's that shift of, I see you as a person. Like I'm not afraid. I'm not, I'm going to be aware, but I'm not afraid. I'm not uh, um, going to yeah. run the other way from that interaction. But you're also not, you're also doing it with no expectations. You're doing it because it's the right thing to do. Cause you feel good about it. Right. Right. That's the difference between someone who does something at like that to purposely create a reaction mm -hmm. or to try to look a certain way. Like I want to be this person or like I want to look like this in front of my friends. So I want to say this or the other, right. You just do what you do. I mean, I will walk into any room any, I mean, I'll go to a guy in a bar and I'll be like, man, you look, you look good, dude. You look, I mean, why aren't there women all around you? You know, he's like, I'm gay. Oh shit. No wonder. Okay. I said, well, I'm not, you know, it's like, it's, it's, you know, I just have conversations like that all the time. I haven't been in a bar in a while, but you know what I mean? Like if I see something that truly impresses me, a good looking person, a good looking guy, nice glasses, a car, whatever it is. Like I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm in my, in my, <clears throat> in my car at, at a red, at a red light beside me. It's just like this, you know, gangster in his, I don't know, Ferrari. And I was like, dude, that looks amazing. Mm -hmm. He was like, he was like this looking at me all mean and stuff. I'm like, oh, car. And he's like, Oh, oh, thanks bro. You know, like that. I don't need, it doesn't matter. I'm not there to, you know what I mean? There's no, there's, I have no need for feedback or validation. I do it mm -hmm. myself. Right. But I gladly validate others gladly. Cause I love doing that. It makes me feel good and it makes them feel good. And you're, you are just in that elevating space when you're doing that. It's just, it's so in some of the work that I have done with, with people that have, well, obviously I talk about hoarding, but Really, yeah. it's about the people in those situations and yeah. that level of not being heard and not just people that hoard, but all the peripheral people, like you don't feel like you have value. No one's listening to you. No one's creating space to have a conversation and, and we're not focused on the humans that are all dealing with this. And that's where that the value is, is focusing on the human in whatever situation that you're in. And that for me has been a big 
game changer and even how I talk about all that stuff because I see so many similarities for someone who has been in a situation where they're one down, if you will, and they're, they don't feel like they have value or worth because of their situation or maybe because of what they've done or overcome or whatever. And just being able to provide that moment, like I know in your book where you talk about the pink, um, the pink dot moving toward you and anyway years ago some somewhere I wrote a poem about a little girl in Mexico and I have to find that but when I read your story about that it made me think of what prompted me to write that in the fact that you whatever you can do in that moment Moment. that is what matters and yeah even well I know Valentine's Day was what two days ago people are all wrapped up in that and I just looked at my boyfriend and I said I think you should celebrate joy and things every day there does not need to be a specific day where I get to be this glorious person. Like, why can't I do that every day? What, you know? (laughs) Yeah, of course. And I think what you do and, and how you're, you and Lane are doing that with on Leash Your Humble Alpha is perfect because it is available to anyone, no matter what your story is. And you know, it makes you feel good when you help Mm -hmm. others, when you elevate others. I mean, honestly, when I have a podcast, right before my podcast, I always schedule a call where I'm helping somebody. Because I get so elevated that I have such a great mood. I come on a podcast, bada bing, boom, boom, and we're having a great conversation. You know, it's like I, I, I do it purposefully. So I will help others to help me to have a better podcast. You know, it's just, it just makes sense to me. Why wouldn't I? Like, I feel great. I love it. And if and I, I can love, have an impact on somebody's life, it's amazing. It's amazing when you can do that. And even some of the other things I've done and whatever, like, like after... Well, on the Warrior Council, after that call, I'm like, I am ready to go. Whatever that means, I'm ready. And sometimes I'll drop into the next call, which is great. But other times I'm like, no, I'm like too pumped. I got to go do this thing now. And so so maybe talk a little bit about how that, like your story, like how did you go from combat vet to I run the warrior council. I won run vet tribe. Wow. Well, you know, I, I had a crash and burn suicide attempt. lived in a monastery, hated myself, was homeless. You know, I mean, um, I, I went through what people go through. They say as, as low as you go is as high as you can fly right? mm. with no roots. You have no wings. So you have to go low to go high is mm. what is what, you know, has always been said. And it seems that way because I've been really, really low and I've been really, really high. And along the years, Along, you know, along the years, I found my middle ground, right? I found that balance or integration, I guess we could call it, where I'm not high all the time and I'm not low all the time. I'm sort of in the middle, but I can, I can experience because I've been there before the highs and the lows. So I know how it feels to be low and I know how it feels to be high. And if I want to go high, I go high, right? But I do it for me. I don't do it for Mm -hmm. others, external validation. I got the job. I did none of that. I mean, I get job offers all the time. I'm sure you can imagine that people call, Hey, can you help us out? Can you do that? Nope. Doing my thing. You know, just doing my thing. And it's because I'm so happy with who I, even though I'm, I was making, you know, a lot of money as a turnaround guy out in the field, like a lot, I was self-employed. So, you know, all the money was mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, I, I don't do that anymore. I do it online, which is, you know, much, much uh, less uh, revenue when you do it online and when you do it in person, which is fine with me because I have no overhead. So it's, right. it's fine. But I don't pile up on clients and I don't do, you know, 10 hours a day or even eight hours or even seven hours a day. I don't even do, you know? So I deploy 
with who I want to deploy with my powers and my, my talent. And I mix it with them. And what you're talking about when you're talking about elevating others, and making them feel good. The cool thing about creating space is even if someone is sort of stiffy, stiff and don't know how to act around you and stuff, when you create space that dissolves, it dissolves for them without you saying even a word, you're dissolving that, that tension in them. So you can actually have a fruitful and positive and con- contributive, is that a word? Contributive <laughs> conversation, right? Right. Well, so right. That and that's, that's the whole thing of it is you can see that hesitation, that fear that it just, it's gone. It like, it yeah. dissolves is a great word. It just dissipates when you're yeah. just authentically you. I mean, <laughs> it, and that not only is that freeing for them, <laughs> it's yeah. so freeing for me, for yes. the person, like you're just totally in that space. Mm. And I mean, like the whole create space thing, last fall, I had a chance to do that with my own family and in a, in a situation that's evolving. But the fact that we just sat there and had a conversation and everybody shared their point of view, I was like, um, what just happened? And all I did was just show up. I had a, a thought of the outcome, but I didn't have a real expectation of how it would go. And then it was miraculous. And so, and and I guess in some ways I had been doing that for my clients before, like you're saying now, everything we're doing is pretty much virtually, but I used to walk into that space and they would be like, almost like, oh, you're here. And they hadn't let someone in in 10 years. So, and I didn't even know, I guess that that's what I was doing, but now as I've talked to other people and work through some of this stuff to figure out how to best approach some of these things, people are very much on board with, yeah, that's what I needed. I needed somebody to hear me out. And that's all we need. You know, it's, it's creating space is what we call it. You know, that's what Mm -hmm. Lane and I call it. Who knows what it's called in real life or in your life or someone else's life. I mean, it's, (laughs) it's a great hashtag. Yeah. Right. That's right. We didn't, we didn't make it up, put it that way. So (laughs) sure other people do it we just call it that you know but the way i came to to where i am i just kept putting one foot in front of the other i never looked at okay that's my end goal like i I still don't have an end goal i have short mid and long-term goals stretch goals but my my end goal is you know live past 105 you know and and be there for my kids and having a fantastic life and 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 provide for them but i don't say i want to make chief executive officer at this time and i never said that it was all about experience for me it was all about experiences for me, which is why I've had, I don't even know how many, 50, 60, 70 different career paths mm-hmm. or jobs or businesses and <clears throat> cocktail bars and security and airports and, you know, business. I mean, just you name it, you know, M&A and, and, and real estate. I mean, it's, like, it's ridiculous. I used to think it was a flaw that I'd had so many different experiences and jobs and people. Nope. And, and then nope. once I stepped into figuring out business, which I'm still figuring that out. I don't think we ever kind of stopped, but it, I was like, Oh, all that stuff kind of, I can gather it now. If you look at any massively successful entrepreneur, they're all freaking ADD, like shiny objects. To a degree, to a degree, they've all done all these different things. And that's why they're successful what they do. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean the, the e-commerce guy that's successful at at the e-commerce thing on its own. I'm talking someone that's been in business for 15, 20, 30 years that's still crushing it. But in those 15, 20, 30 years, they've done 
you know, 20, 30 different things. They're the, they're the valuable people in my, my opinion, that, that old adage of, you know, do one thing good forever. That's over. You know, I mean, even if you look at Grant Cardone, who's the model, he says it all the time. He doesn't sell cars anymore. That's where he started. Right. Right. So if that was, if that's, if he, like, for instance, you know, he doesn't sell cars anymore. He does TV now. He does video now. He didn't do that before. He was a sales right. teacher. So you're always evolving, right? But you're doing more things, adding, convening, you know, sort of, you know, okay, VHS is out. Let's move on to CD. CD's out. Let's move on to, you know, that kind of stuff. You're always moving along and, and recreating yourself. And that's what I did over the years and years and years. And you know how I came to the, to the um, Betpreneur tribe. I had like 2,000 people in it. And I asked the ex-owner, I said, hey, can I do live videos and just give free advice? And he's like, yeah, sure. I mean, 100K in three months. You know, wow. 100K in three months. No website, no logo, no handouts, no concepts. It was just me talking to you, solving your business problems. And, and I then, remember uh, after, those lives. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then after a while, he's like, dude, can you just take the group over? Everyone thinks it's yours anyway. <laughs> so I took it over and asked Lane if you wanted to join me. And we own the tribe now going on three years. Mm -hmm. And then the warrior council, you see, <clears throat> we have 15,000 veterans in that group. <clears throat> Most of it's ass grabbery or, or not at all. There's a core of people in there that actually take it serious. And we wanted to take it serious with them. And I, I, I with the knowledge that I have in M&A, buying businesses, selling businesses, investing in businesses, you know, gathering investments, real estate a little bit here. But more importantly, my network, right, is ridiculous, I can use all of that to leverage it to, to make veterans successful, help them make successful. But more importantly, the collaboration that you just mentioned, after the call, you're fired up. Then you jump on another call, right? Mm -hmm. And you're talking to the other. It goes onward. It's that ripple effect, what we call radiant value that we're spreading. Right. If you, you talk to someone who's not in the council, you give them advice that you got in the council. Next thing you know, they're passing. That's radiant value. That's how we spread the word. That's how we get it out there. The quality is king. And then unless you take your business serious, you're not going to fly. If it's good enough for what you got, that's fine. That's awesome. But if someone actually wants to move their business forward, Lane and I, we made it so cheap that you literally can't say no. It's 49 bucks a month. Right. That's dinner. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. For one, you know, <laughs> yeah. You know, one day. And I mean, for 49 bucks a month, you get four hours a month of an hour of accountability, cross-calling. You've seen it. The guy in there, I'm not going to say his name. He's like, oh, I'm done. This is, I'm done. I'm not earning any money. It's over. Were you there when that happened? Um, I don't know. Yeah. He was like, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm giving up. It's over. I'm not making any money. And we're, we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a second. What's going on? He's like, this, this, that, that, that. And within five minutes, it was completely solved. And he had his best, best month ever. Mm, mm -hmm. from the other members in the tribe or in the council in the council yes i do remember that's what that. i'm talking about that's yeah. what you need that's what the collaboration right that's what the support's about that's what that's what that's what it means to work as a group mm -hmm. not ask grabbery and posting stupid memes and things like that you know it's about <laughs> you want to run your business you want to be successful if you think you can do it on your own good luck nobody is a self-made nobody on this planet is self-made nobody right first of all god made us <laughs> second right? of all <laughs> Second of all, even Olympic champions, it doesn't matter who, even presidents, they have coaches, mentors, consultants, coaches, everybody who's successful has to learn and keep learning. That's the secret to being massively successful is you're always learning because the more you learn, the less you know, the less you, the more you seek to know. Mm -hmm. and the more you learn, the less you know, the more you learn, the less you know, you're just always seeking. It's like a, it's like, it's like you're digging a tunnel like this. 
instead of like this. Right. right. So you're you're learning and you're you're learning and you're grasping. You're learning just like we are with the humble offer book. Like I said, we have a foundation that we built from the book, and the foundation is how we took our lives and put it into words and into acronyms and into models. Now that we have those models, I have more space to work from that foundation of the humble alpha to make it even better. Right. But until I articulated this part and learned how to articulate that part, I could never get up here because that's the step. That's the next step. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about. So if you're in business and you're thinking you'd go it alone, you think you're doing all right, you might feel that way and that could be, be, be good enough for you. But for the other 90%, right? Get your ass in the warrior council and experience what it's like to actually have some support and, and make it happen. And allowing yourself to receive the help. I mean, yeah. there's been two or three different, well, multiple times, but pivotal times when I was like, oh man, I don't know what to say. I don't know who to ask. And boom, that per- someone has stepped right in and now I'm not alone. And I already tried the alone thing. It doesn't work very yeah. well. And, and you, even that, even that, mm-hmm. even just saying that in the word council, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do next. Someone's going to step up. Okay. What do you got? What's the issue? Right. What are you feeling? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Try this. Did you try that? How about this? I got someone for you. Call this person. Read me. You know, and, and that that's, is that's the beauty with the few people. We have 70 people in there. Mm-hmm. 70. Imagine if we had 270 or 700, what power we could have in the veteran space in the, I mean, we have government contracting. Like right now I said, a guy calls like, I need like 20 veteran companies to fulfill these things. Veteran owned disabled companies. Do you know anybody? Mm. You know, and I'm like, Jesus, yes, I do. But I'd, I'd like to get more involved than just 70. Right. You know? And it's just, it's just that <laughs> I, I understand that people are setting this, um, you know, they set a priority. It's hard times. <clears throat> I'm to the point now where COVID is an excuse almost. You know, if you haven't made it through yet, a year after a year of COVID, you haven't repivoted or something, you really need to ask yourself a question. Why not? Right. right. Um, so, you know, I know it might sound rude to some people, but, you know, it's just what it is. I feel like it's an excuse now. And, well, and so many people have used it as that. And actually, for me, it's been, there's been a lot of blessings. There's been a lot of odd, weird things, but there's been a lot of blessings that have come out of it as well. And I think that once you start to figure out your pivot, that that is possible, you know, for you well, to do that. Just this simple aspect right here. Let me tell you this concept. The more people that think it's shit, it doesn't matter what it is, the bigger chances you have of, of it not being shit because <laughs> they're not trying because they're not right. trying. Right? Simple. And that's simple. interesting too. And like you were talking about how we, we kind of move forward, you know, we kind of crawl a little bit. We, and it's something Grant Cardone always talked about too is, I'm always looking for that one little tidbit that's going to maybe make it a difference. And and so I'm not really only doing it for whatever reason you think I'm doing it for. I'm doing it for that one golden nugget that's going to make a shift for me and my company. And his just articulating that, just articulating Mm -hmm. that right there, the way you said that. And what that means is, yeah, sure. He, he needs that one gold nugget. He might not know where it is, but he knows the proximity and he knows that if he keeps going, he's going to hit it. Mm-hmm. But he's not focused on that. His intention, no. his intention is to move forward successful, but he knows that there's a nugget there. Mm-hmm. So he's going to find it. And that's that knowing, that certainty that we talk about all the time in the book, right? That's the certainty that he's going to find that nugget if he just keeps moving forward with his purpose. And you know, and your purpose is so, in fact, <laughs> there is a line in your book page 36 and I marked oh, wow. it today or the uh, the other day and it says 
validating your identity and purpose doesn't require grinding, but it does require an unquenchable thirst to see it through. And, and that just, I know that's in the epiphany thing, but when I, and yes, I bought it pen to paper. I have it a PDF. I'm listening to it on audible. Um, but I really am pen to paper and I kind of grew up with the book, you know, writing books. And I'm like, well, clearly that concept is out the door because (laughs) I always got mine too, you know, you know, I mean, and just, I gave it as Christmas gifts, like, Hey, you're going to be in my life. You need to get on board, you know? And I have a a cousin that has a son that is, you know, or not preteen. And I'm like, Hmm. He, he is so, he's one of these people that can solve the Rubik's Cube like that. Oh. And so I'm like, uh, he needs this book like now, like not in his 20, he needs it now because you're creating that next generation. Yeah. Like when it. your kids come on and they're live and they're doing their, you know, but you can see it. They are understanding the acronyms there. And imagine, I just imagine how much radiant value they're putting out without even knowing it as a kid and look what you're creating with you and your yeah. wife and, and 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 they and they don't know it and we they see don't them at school. we see them at school and we're like wow like, <laughs> in school now yeah. is like a such a hard thing for some of the people with kids and you if you have special needs or you're used to that social interacting interaction and now you're not there like this has changed so many things for people but look how you can connect across the world without much difficulty you know i've had so Where many you? you're in maine or something right um i'm actually in washington state i'm about washington, two hours north right. of Other seattle side. yeah I knew it was north and cold <laughs> it is but texas is having a horrible time right now oh, i know i know i know you yeah. know so you're in washington you're 12 hours no nine hours behind me yeah, I'm mm-hmm. hungry. yeah. yeah. and i think it's interesting that you're in hungary because my my dad's um, stepdad was actually from Hungary and came to the U.S. Oh. Um, during 56. 56. Yeah. And so um, yeah. I just, I don't know. I've always kind of like, oh, wow, that's really interesting. You know, yeah. um, <laughs> it is interesting here. It's very yeah. interesting here. You know, when you walk down the street and you see a pole sticking in the ground from the year 420, wow. you know, it's like, okay. <laughs> you know, like it's Europe in general, you know I mean? When I was a kid, it was like, we go to the Amish farms. Look, it's 150 years old. Oh my gosh. You know, and then you come here and I rented an apartment in uh, Switzerland in, in uh, Zurich when I was living there. The apartment building was 550 years old. Wow. I was like, I'm living in an apartment that's older than my country. You yeah, know, I was going to say, the country is not even that yeah. old. I know. Wow. <laughs> but that history, seeing that history, like when I went to Spain and different places in Europe and stuff, is just, it's like, you're in awe of this, you know, um, anyway, I just, it's amazing to me how opportunities show up when you're, you're just open to them. And that's how this past year has kind of felt to me, like the opportunity. Yeah, I see it. I see it too. You're different. You're confident. You're bold. You're, you're out there. You know, it's different. You see it. You, you did really grew this year. It's been a really interesting taking back my life um, type of thing, and which also evolves and you know it spreads out to un- into yeah. other things. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. um, so anyway, I've hard for some. <laughs> change is hard for something when someone knows you so long as one person and you change. It was back when yeah. I had a. I worked for a government agency for about twelve and a half years, and 
anyway, during that time, I went through a lot of transitions, including a necessary divorce, which is what I call it. And when I interacted with a person I had known prior to that, and I had not talked to them for several years, I was like, well, it's not going to work that way for me. And, you know, the jaw would drop, you know, because you're a supervisor, but I kind of don't care. Like, (laughs) I respect your position, but I, I'm not going to back down because you think that's what I should like. No, that's not going to happen. And that I think when you start to really own who you are and you just, you're just you, that's it. Like it simplifies so much and I have found great value in Unleash Your Humble Alpha and the Warrior Council in Vet Tribe, um, you know, and so I'm honored that you took the time to come and talk to us today because I know your journey has had, like you said, ups, downs, and now you're kind of in this space where it's all right, this is good, and I can go either way, and I think that there's something really valuable about being comfortable in those different areas. Yeah. And that's the whole point. I mean, sometimes we're low, sometimes we're high, you know, I have arguments with my wife as well and we have bad time days and we have good days, you know, but it never, it never changes me. Mm-hmm. It never changes my hope. It never changes my visions. It doesn't, it's, I have to, I have to create space and, and reset. Like I call it in a new emotional baseline for our relationship, for instance, when we have an argument or something. So what's our new relational, what's our new, you know, emotional baseline that we want mm-hmm. we're arguing because something Typically, you don't argue because of something that happened in that very moment. It's it's a buildup, right? Right. It's small things that turn into a big thing. We just got to reset, and we reset, and we're good. And I've I've learned to be like, well, yeah, I really screwed this up today. Yeah. And just be like, own it. You know, I own this. How can we fix it? Or how? What can I do better? Um, and anyway, I, I recently visited where I grew up, hoarded all this jazz, and my recovery time after that has shortened, I've noticed since the last time I went. And so that was like, whoa, that really, the mindset shift there was very different, even in a like a three month time period. So, but even in that being able to say, hey, I didn't quite do this quite right. Let's re, let's have a chat about this. Um, And so I do attribute that to showing up to some of these other things outside of me but it helps me refocus internally. So anyway, how, what's the best pe- uh, way for people to reach you or get a hold of you or what, what are you well, having people check out right now? Humblealphabook.com. They can download a free excerpt of the book or just get it on Audible or Kindle or Amazon paperback. Humblealphabook.com. All right. And I'll make sure I include all that in the show notes so people can find you right away. And um, I really appreciate you taking the time to be here and and talk be, about everything because yeah. there's so many different angles to our lives, right? And yeah. just getting to know people on it in a different way can really yeah, I I love it. help love it. sometimes. Anytime, Tammy. Anytime, Tammy. I got you. well thank you and i'll i'll do whatever i can to support because i i just think it is so valuable and i really appreciate all the the time and effort that you and lane and quite a few other people have put into me so with pleasure again elevating us elevating you elevates us so hey yes it's a (laughs) win-win all right thanks so much for being here thanks so much
just oh. still recording. The Today I Decide Mental Health Summit will be held virtually on Saturday, April 3rd, 2021. This summit is designed to provide hope and to show others that they are not alone in overcoming mental health challenges. Mental health issues plague many people in our world, and we may not always know that until it is too late. This summit is bringing awareness to mental health issues, providing a place for discussion, awareness, and resilience solutions. We've got many amazing speakers uh, lined up sharing their stories of overcoming struggle and resilience. I'm very honored to be one of the speakers for this amazing event. I invite you to join us. You can find more information with our hashtag, TodayIDecide, and you can also find more details and check out the great sponsorship options at veteranssocialsummit.com. Thank you so much for being willing to be a part of the solution.